Okay, so this is Jeff Epstein, and my podcast, which is a glorified SoundCloud account, I am in the new North, North Philly Bernie Sanders office, which opened at 7 a.m. this morning, um, with three volunteers, super volunteers that I have never met before. Um, so can you tell us your names and a little bit about yourself? My name is John Lazars. I'm from Massachusetts. I live in New Hampshire, and I've been working on the campaign, but not for the campaign, for about two and a half months. Sorry? Three weeks for you. Hi, my name is Kim Seelig. I'm a Temple University student, and I have been volunteering with the Bernie Sanders campaign for about three weeks now. And your name a little bit about yourself? Um, my name's Nico Pastor. Um, I've been volunteering with FeelTheBurn.org for about eight months, and then... Um, I did some grassroots stuff in New York, and I've been traveling for about a month um, canvassing and doing campaign work. What have you been doing with Feel the Burn? Uh, I translate documents into Spanish for feeltheburn.org. Ah, you're the guy. I've, very good. I, I've seen that online. Neat. Um, okay, so can you maybe tell us how, how you discovered Bernie, when and how you discovered Bernie, and what, you know, sort of changed you into, what, like, not knowing him to liking him to I really like him and actually activist um, I just found out about him online probably on Reddit um, liked him for a bit and just did translations every now and then for a long time and then it just kind of organically got more involved started out flyering in New York and the people I flyered with organized a trip up to New Hampshire and so in New Hampshire I started actually knocking on doors and I realized I liked it and I Moved down to, I moved on to South Carolina, and that's where I met uh, John, and then I've, I've just been doing that ever since. It was very organic. So when did you discover Bernie uh, Sanders? About um, in June. And did you know him before them at all? No. This is my first year voting. Did you even know who he was? No, I had no idea. I did not know much about politics. I never heard of his name before September. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I did know who he was. I'm, I'm not like a political junkie, um, but I do follow... Uh, what happens in the Congress pretty closely, so I have known about Bernie Sanders for a while, and I've known that he's probably the most liberal, liberal senator that we have, um, progressive senator that we have, and I didn't know him super well, I just knew that he was on the right side almost all the time, and then I knew that he was running for president, because I saw the announcement, and I didn't really think much of it until it started getting closer to the primaries and I realized that he actually had a chance to win the earlier ones and he definitely, I knew he had a chance to win New Hampshire because we're weird up there. Uh, and they pay really, really close attention to the candidates that come through. So I felt that, you know, when you look closely at Hillary, like her record doesn't really stand up as well as Senator Sanders does. So I was, I was hopeful and then when he won, I knew okay, like, I have to actually get involved. Like, this man needs my help. So actually winning New Hampshire is what brought you on board? I was already doing phone banking before that, but I decided to devote all my time to it at that point. Okay, and yourself? When did you discover him, and, like, what changed you from, you know, not knowing to, to knowing to liking to activist? Um, a lot of it had to do with social media. I definitely found out about who he was. I believe also, like Nico, through Reddit. 
Um, I have a lot of friends that also continually post things on their Facebook accounts about Bernie Sanders. And so it was just every time I'd go online, there'd be new information. It was always such encouraging information that was in my face. Um, I really started to end up working and volunteering a lot with the campaign. It was actually because of these two guys. I saw them at my college campus at Temple University. And I had done uh, voter registration events before through a bipartisan organization called Headcount, where you go to concerts and you get people registered to vote. And I've always kind of found like youth engagement and just general engagement in politics is something important and something that people tend to neglect a lot. And so when I saw them, I was able to finally attach myself to the candidate that I absolutely truly believed in. And now I'm here and I love it. Can you can you tell a little bit about like what your sort of friends and family and acquaintances and all that, what their view of is, view is of him? Oh, absolutely. So, um, my sister and I both are very much on the same page. I do come from a fairly liberal family, but they were, my, both my parents were Hillary supporters until we kind of all had, com- kept like trying to have conversations together, try to bring up like actual facts and actual statistics and actual voting records and things, like real substantial things that really controlled um, and really impacted people. My um, A lot of my friends are big Bernie supporters, and if they aren't, they're just not involved. So it's really just as soon as people get engaged, they are, for the most part, at least people in my generation, the under-25 uh, college student crowd, were very much, everyone's a pro-Bernie supporter. I mean, you could see by the statistics, I think it's like in the uh, 80s percentages of people in my age range are voting for Bernie Sanders, and it's because he's uh, having policies that are important for us. It's finally representing our needs, and it's something, people that we've been neglected for a while. And is there a population of people around you that just don't see him and, and are hard to reach? Um, the sad thing is they people just kind of try to not start any arguments if people are raised in a more conservative family, if this is all they know, and they just see the political views being or political policies being brought up in conversation in a very negative, very aggressive way. A lot of times people will refrain and even like run away from this kind of stuff, so I feel like it's very much it needs to be done in a very approachable manner. Um, but once you finally can like sit down and have like a face-to-face, com- like comfortable conversation with people, people tend to usually understand why people like me and everyone around me are so passionate. Great. So, I'm curious of your views of um, what has your experience been personally and viewing from other people that you're that are around you of the media. Like, what did it take for you to see through those filters? Like, did you see through the filters? Bef- Okay, did you get excited about Bernie Sanders only by watching him on the news, or did it take going out to the internet to really learn about him and get excited about him? Because I'm always surprised when I hear people that say, I really like Bernie Sanders, and they only watch him on the news. I mean, that says a lot about that person, that they can sort of, you know, see through that twisted hall of mirrors. So I'm curious of what your experience personally and by, you know, people around you, what, what... Um, I'll start, yeah. if you want. Uh, I don't usually watch TV news, ever, because it's a joke, and it's been a joke for a very long time. Um, so no, that's not, how I, that's not how I got to like Bernie Sanders at all. Um, I watched his stuff on YouTube. I watched his older speeches, uh, the newer ones. And I was like, all right, like this guy is for real. Uh, he talks the talk, he walks the walk, he's willing to lose when, just because he's right. Um, that's a big difference between him and I think every other political candidate I've seen for a very long time. Um, 
So, no. I, the only time that I've watched the mainstream media is when there have been debates or to laugh at them as they try to hide the, uh, his wins or the evidence of Hillary's voter suppression. Hawaii is a very white state with 27% of the population. It's Bernie, Bernie made me white, right? Yeah, yeah, Bernie made me white, exactly. <laughs> it's a tremendously white state that I'm, uh, you know, it's just, anyway. Magically, 78% of the population turned white because Bernie won there. And it's next to Vermont. Mm -hmm. That's right. It, is it also has trade next routes to... that connect uh, yeah. through Vermont. It's actually so, a wormhole. Yeah. Um, it's a social thing. I, it's a socialist I, thing. I never watch uh, the news. I don't have cable. Never had cable. Um, my mother sometimes watches the news. Her friends watch the news. And so every now and then I have to bring her back. She'll be like, oh, well, it's over. And I'll have to say, no, it's not. Someone told you it was. And then she'll be back in and she'll be like, yeah, go Bernie again. But... Once every three weeks, after a healthy dose of mainstream media, she will give up hope, and I have to, like, push her again. Yeah, I find that people that, that I talk to and I tell them, no, they're, those are my little crazy boys in the background. Um, <laughs> when I talk to people that only watch the news, I can convince them, but then three weeks later, they're re-unconvinced again, because that's all that they watch. That's, that's why we knock on people's doors more than once throughout the primary season, if we can. You know, there's multiple points of contact, not only just because it makes sense, but also because it's necessary as far as people losing hope or faith. Right. Well, I'd be curious of your experience with, has, has this office opening with the exciting stuff that happened today, was there anything interesting about that experience? Because I had not experienced a new, you know, an office opening like that. Uh, dude, it's just pretty hectic. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, it's it wasn't anything new for me. Um, well, we had some pretty exciting things happen in this office yeah, this morning. We did have we did have Nina Turner. I I see. I've it's I've had no sleep and I forgot that Nina Turner is great. Um, that was exciting, but uh, you know it's hard to focus on that because you're just trying to run around, put out fires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the exciting thing to me was that several dozen people came, uh, many for the first time, to register other people to vote. That is an exciting thing. That is something that needs to happen more and more every year. Uh, this isn't about one election or one candidate, um, even though, yes, Nina Turner is a fantastic speaker, and even a exhausted, jaded dude like myself was actually perking up, and like she can get a, she can get a crowd going. I was impressed. Um, but the fact that someone who had never done political work before showed up and was willing to do that sight unseen that is great, and that's a testament to Senator Sanders and his effect on the population. Well, that, that's great, and it's exciting to be part of an office that opened at 7 o'clock this morning, and we got to see black men for Bernie, and there's my little black boy for Bernie, who's the whitest black boy you'll ever see. And, um, yeah, so we, we here, Andrew, uh, come here. So this is, this is six-year-old Squeaky, and what did you do for Bernie Sanders today? Whoa. What did you do for Bernie Sanders today? Ask mommy what to do. Okay, there you go. Um, any 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 closing words, like you know what you see going on forward in this office, or I don't know, any anything else you'd like to to give before we say goodbye? Yeah. Um, for me, the important thing about this is not necessarily Bernie Sanders, but the fact that I now know the names of twenty or thirty elected representatives who represent what he's talking about, uh, and I know that it's far more important to. Uh, make sure your local leaders know what you're thinking. Uh, elect local leaders who agree with what you're thinking if you're just dissatisfied with yours. Uh, and that change uh, really has to come from lower-level government. Um, Bernie Sanders is more of a symbol to me. 
than a, a magical solution. And that's something I've only realized knocking on doors and talking to people. What do you mean by that symbol as opposed to a solution? He can't fix everything. And it's great. If we get him elected, uh, the Congress will most likely still be Republican, and it will, it will be great to have someone shouting from the highest office in the land, this is wrong, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and getting people to do something about it. But it still requires us to do something about it. It requires us to hold our officials accountable. Um, and I learned that because in South Carolina, we would go and we would talk to folks about Bernie, and they would say, yeah, but Nikki Haley just denied Medicare to 130,000 people, so what makes you think Bernie can get anything done? And in a way, they're right, and it, it's, there's so much more to this. The fact that I, I have connected with grassroots people in many different states with different organizations and that there's connections forming that can build a powerful movement, that to me is important, and that's what Bernie has done, is he's been a goal that has allowed people to come together and focus on, on getting things done. But he himself uh, is not the answer. It's what is well. It's interesting to hear you say that. I mean, so what do you think is possible with the revolution and, and with Bernie at the lead of that revolution? I mean, best case scenario, Bernie gets elected president. We get the Senate back. We get a few progressives in the Congress and maybe a couple in the Senate. John Fetterman is one. Uh, Alex Law in New Jersey. Alex Law in New Jersey in the Congress. Uh, there's one in Nevada, um, Lucy Flores. Tom Fegan, and uh, I forget that. There's a lot of them. But that still won't be enough to actually enact the le legislation, so in the next two years it'd be a fight to primary all the people who aren't on our side. Uh, but for me, the key is making sure that the connections that are being made through this campaign uh, keep, and that those connections can then be used to pass ballot measures, to pass legislation, to elect local leaders. That's important. The first two years of this revolution, we were we are protesters and supporters. Yes, we can't become the government that fast. We'll, right. we'll hopefully become the government in 2018. Sure, I, and then hopefully the Congress would be a lot more friendly, and then you know, I think it'll take a good deal longer than that. But we're going to fight it out. But at least, yeah, that's the beginning. Okay, any any final thoughts? Well, just to add on to right there, it's a lot of people get discouraged after one loss or two losses. <laughs> we've uh, been through a few. We've been through a few uh, in many different states. And yeah, last, last week was really sobering. It was sobering. Um, well, two weeks ago. Was, the, the 15th was sobering for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, I mean, certain, some of those states had better, like, reasons for why we lost, like the registration deadline for Massachusetts was only a few days after the New Hampshire primary, so many people were still in like the warm, fuzzy glow of victory, and it was like, no, we need to do work. And so many college students went unregistered, which was a shame. Um, but moving forward, it's not about one victory or one candidate or even one election cycle or two election cycles. It's about making it a part of your weekly life that you engage on the political level with total strangers because it's really not that hard. I've only been doing this for two months. Um, this is actually, despite what people say about religion and politics at the dinner table, this is one of the few things that people will calmly engage with a stranger about. It's actually easier to talk to someone you don't know about this stuff and have a more positive outcome. Um, so I would really encourage anybody who has never done this before to go do it because it's not that hard. Everyone has something to know a little bit about or it feels... Uh, it impassions them. My thing is healthcare because of what happened to my family. Um, and, you know, I do know a lot about a few other things as well. 
But the reason that I'm here and that I won't stop doing this for the rest of my life is that, um, you know, we have problems in this country. They affected me personally and my family. Uh, nothing is ever going to happen unless I and many other people change the way that I go about my, day, my daily life, my weekly life, and make political, um, you know, exchange with other community members a part of your life. Uh, that is how you have real change. Real change comes from below. It will never, ever come from one election or one candidate. Um, why don't you give a plug for your GoFundMe? Oh yeah, uh, we have. A, okay, yeah, we well, have. Do you too? Oh, I yeah, thought it was. Same. We're the same. Oh, you're the same. Okay, so yeah, definitely give a plug for your GoFundMe. So yeah, our GoFundMe is uh, Millennials for Bernie uh, Road Warriors because we do travel a lot. Um, the link is um, GoFundMe.com/m4bRoadWarriors, all lowercase. And the reason why I would ask for other people's hard-earned money, because I have actually been in the workforce and I know what it means to sacrifice time to, for money, um, is that I am sacrificing both time and money, and my friends are too, in order to try and elect this candidate. I am not a paid staffer. I don't think I ever will be. Uh, Say briefly where, where you've been. I've been, well, I was, I started in New Hampshire doing phone banking, and then... That's where you're from? I was born in Massachusetts, but yeah, I live in New Hampshire. Um, and I was able to vote for Bernie there, and that was great. We got a great win there. Um, and then I was working in Massachusetts, and then I heard that South Carolina really needed help. So I just talked to a friend of mine, and they said, like, all right, let's go, and drove all the way down, and we worked there for a week. And what city? In Columbia, South Carolina. The Columbia office was excellently run by uh, this woman named Elena. Elena, I love you. We love you, Elena. Um, and... Uh, we got a couple other people, brought them back to Massachusetts to try and help with the get-out-the-vote effort there. Then we took a day off, and then we went to Maine and worked on the get-out-the-vote the effort there. I won't ask what you did on your day off. Keep going. Uh, it was mostly sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were strategizing about where to go next, where we could have the most impact. And Pennsylvania, like nobody asked us to come here. It was just, it looked like there, there was no ca official campaign office. This was three weeks ago. Um, and it just seemed like they needed help, and they needed... Uh, people who knew how to organize. So we came here and we organized and we got about three to four hundred volunteers for the campaign before they showed up and also a thousand to fifteen hundred registrations. Um, and we're just, we're in this for the candidate, but we're in this for our communities too. So great. So give the, give the link one more time. Uh, that's um, GoFundMe.com slash M4B Road Warriors. Okay, so Give money to Bernie and them, and uh, Working Family Party, and uh, Tim Canova, and Alex Law, and all those things. So, all right, well, thank you very much. The lady had to step away and uh, help some people. Um, thanks for talking, and uh, all right, bye. Do you have a link to that?